Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Recorded live. All right. This conversation is between Corey Deck and Annette Peterson, and we're going over Corey's chart with any questions that she's got. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh. Okay. So, where did you want to begin? Well, I. I think I've mentioned to you a couple times, this is really brand new territory for me. Astrology in general is really brand new territory for me. I've, I understand that I'm, you know, was born under the sign of Libra and I have a general knowledge of, you know, what that, you know, typically means. But beyond that, I really have no other knowledge of astrology. It's just not something I've ever followed very much. Mm-hmm. And um, but I I've kind of increasingly found it uh, to be something that I, I was drawn to and just interested in, and um, there's been a part of me that has resisted it because there, in my mind it's like I don't it feels like I would be a, kind of giving away my power and that I think is the main reason I haven't really pursued it very much I didn't want to be in a position of oh, well, you know, this, the planet is here, so I better not make that decision that, I don't know, there was just something about it that didn't jive in my brain, you know. But then when I read or, um, or no, I listened, you had a call on GVU, and you were talking about the shamanic astrology, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that sounds fascinating. That sounds like information that I would really like to have. It was more general, um, but still just, seem like such a wealth of information that would be really, really wonderful to have. And it, 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 I think it would be a great way for me to um, kind of explore that, you know, and the other may come. I mean, I think it's just my brain can't wrap around it at this point. Mm-hmm. Some some other things about w- what it fe- what traditional astrology has, has seemed like to me. And I, I may very well be <laughs> laboring under a, an illusion about that but and i'm certainly open to change but um but this just really kind of lit me up when i when i heard about it so mm-hmm. I to explore that and then when i got the chart i was kind of floored i was like oh my goodness you know well a lot of it of course is just stuff i've never heard of before all the different um the houses and the uh Venus and Mars and the the communicate all of it you know truly is is brand new for me and the fact that mm-hmm. everything was Capricorn I was like oh my gosh what does that mean <laughs> I was like really never even looked at this that had any idea about it and it was you know that when I read about it I thought oh yeah I can really really see myself in this and I was like okay I gotta find out what this is all about <laughs> right I yeah yeah that's what I love about this type is it's so personalized um you know it doesn't say oh your planet's over here so you're this way it Mm -hmm. says well this is over here and that works with this but what does it mean to you Um, 
and then how can you make it work together? So that's what I loved about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I thought so too. Cool. Mhm. And I also know that it's very very rare. Um it's very very rare. I can't remember what it is with the with the women, but to have your your Venus, your Mars and your Mercury all in Capricorn is that's really rare, which is awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> So well, I'm excited to hear what you, what you can tell me about that because I was like, okay, what does this mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Do you have any questions um, to start out with? That's how I usually like to do it because if we answer the burning questions first, then we can. <laughs> I know, I, you know, at this point, it, because it's all so new, I'd, I'd love to get your take on it, and I'm sure it'll be sparking questions along the way. Okay. So... I can see you, since the Venus and the Mars and the Mercury are all Capricorn, um, you're pretty well grounded within yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got a definite system, or you like creating systems. You know, How can I do this better? How can I do it more efficiently? How can others do it better and more efficiently? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes you have a plan, where something works for the moment, but you would be more focused on what works for the moment and in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's really yeah. going to help the culture out, you know, whether the culture be your home or a city, how is, how is it going to help everybody out? So I, I, I love I love how you all work together because mine at first were like at opposite ends. And I felt like a dual personality. (laughs) And then as I started working with them, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Uh, So does that resonate with you? Is that usually... It does. It does. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I've ever put it into words, you know, how mm-hmm. I operate. It certainly feels different, you know, and as I'm sure everybody is to some degree. You know, we all feel like, okay, and it's true, we're all unique, you know, so everybody's got your mm-hmm. own way of doing things. And that's how I've always resolved myself, you know. This is just my way of doing things, you know, and everybody else has their way and all of that is wonderful and, and good, you know. Um, but there is, a, I think, the groundedness sometimes that I feel within myself feels um, sometimes like I'm wearing cement boots, you know. It's like I get stuck. I really get, you know, have a feel. I don't know how how to describe it, but it's just sometimes I feel like, I get so caught up in um, either the plan or how things are or what's good for everybody else around me um, mm-hmm. that I I feel a lot like I, I get lost, you know, that um, my own spark, you know, sometimes gets lost mm-hmm. in just making sure that everything else is running the way it needs to run, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's actually how I came to have this weekend to myself. My husband asked me what I wanted for Mother's Day. I said, you know, really, truly, what I would like is a weekend to myself. 
So we, all, we always travel this weekend to go visit his family. And, and I said, can you just take Callie, our daughter, and, um, you know, take her, go have fun, and just leave me the house and, you know, some peace and quiet just so I can, you know, touch base with myself again, you know, mm-hmm. rather than rather than constantly it's just it's just autopilot you know to be always making sure that everybody else is taken care of and um before my own needs i think and that can be i think just a mom thing or a feminine thing you know as well but it it, it gets to extremes you know i think at times mhm well, that makes perfect sense to me because of your moon in Libra and the south node in Cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to take care of everybody and take care of everything and make sure it's all balanced. Um, mm-hmm. and, and especially with the Capricorn in there, then you start thinking of how is that going to, you know, how can I create this? <laughs> how can I get grounded in that? So that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and what I would say that might help you is because your sun is in Sagittarius, which is a fire sign, Mm -hmm. to bring some more, when you're feeling um, mired or you're wearing those cement boots, to bring some element of fire in there. And that can be, gosh, that can be done in the simplest ways. You know, you could light a candle. You can actually just go out in the sun and feel the sun. When you're outside, oh, so more more about is more about the actual fire itself. Yes, and or, just oh. bring, yeah, just bringing that little element of of fire in. Uh-huh. You know. And I'm sure that you do get outside a lot. Do you? Yeah, I I, I do try to. I mean, we our uh-huh. house we live right next to a park. It's our backyard, so which I love, and you know I can right. literally walk out my door and then be in a park. You know, right and. So I, I don't do it as much as I would like, it seems like, especially here lately, which I think is another sign of just getting out of balance. I think when I catch myself not doing it, you know, that is that is a clear sign of, of just being out of balance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you do, like, even if you just walk out your front door and don't really even go anywhere, if you do that with the intent of getting some sun, you know, getting mm-hmm. some alignment can i'm so sorry i have a neighbor who is knocking on the door and he won't stop so can okay sure yeah uh no he's giving up okay good um (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm like i'm not answering the door for a reason hello uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and also anything that has to do with illumination or or passion um, that could be reading, learning about something new, um, mm-hmm. self-discovery, self you know, just doing something for fun. Oh, yeah. And that's huge for me. I mean, I think I'm, I'm – I forget where it was in here. I was talking about exploring and learning new things. And where was that? Which one was that? It was probably the Sun and Sagittarius, the – the truth-seeking explorer. Yeah, 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 that is it. I am looking right at it. Okay, yeah, yeah that that does feel really, really um, uh, like an essential part of who I am. Mm-hmm. 
a, a really, I mean, I've always kind of been the, in my family, the, the one who's out exploring new things and, you know, into new things. And I'm, um, yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. stand out that way in my, in my family. And, mm-hmm. um, and I love that, you know, I love that. I'm an artist as well, you know, at, or wishing to develop more of that. My, my degree is in art, but I don't practice it. And I'm attempting to, or I'm intending rather to, to practice that, you know, again, and bring that in a much stronger way, you know, back into my life and, and to be a real integral part of my life. I'd love to make my living that way if, if at all possible. So Mm, that would be awesome. I know it would. (laughs) And because, yeah, because Sagittarius is a teacher that fits in with the Capricorn very well. So you're not at odds with that. Capricorn's not going to sit there and go, excuse me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But just to see that artwork and finding new places to go, you know, that you talk about with your family that you just mentioned, just to Mm -hmm. see that in a little bit of a different light. You know, this is my fuel. This is how I sustain myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would definitely um, probably help (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. and get you get you out of the the boggy place. Uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely so. think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that you know, yeah, and the you know the truth seeker I think is just huge for me. It, you know, I grew up in a very religious family, mm-hmm. and you know, after a while, it you know things just didn't add up, and it wasn't that you know I wanted to. That I wanted to change necessarily, but they just didn't add up. I had I had to you know go further. I had to look you know elsewhere. I had to explore, and um, you know it led me on the journey that eventually um, led to learning about LOA and everything about it. And I just it just resonates so so much. You know it just makes so much more sense. <laughs> it does, and to let you know that you weren't a rebel. You know. It yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, in that, you know, I I definitely felt like a rebel for a really long time. But um, and, you know, many in my family would say I am. But it's, uh, you know, it just makes so much more sense. It just makes so much more sense. And then when I finally started connecting and I love the GVU community, I, I don't get on there actively and participate actively. But I love knowing that there are other people out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, yes. other people out there, you know, who, who also get it and who, you know, understand it and appreciate it and, you know, yeah, who are into it. I, I love that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's funny that we're talking about religion because I have always asked my friends who are very strict Bible readers and they go you know, by what the word says in the Bible, and this is how it's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you know, I have to go to confession, I have to go here, I have to go there, because I'm a sinner. And I'm like, mm. oh, wait a second. Yeah, hang on. Hang on wait, there. wait a second. <laughs> what about the whole purpose of Jesus? Did he not come down here to, to absolve you of your sins? Was that not his reason for mm-hmm. suffering? 
yeah, wasn't there like something else going on? <laughs> right. So he took that for you and took that away for you so you could you could start anew and fresh and now what you're doing is dismissing that action? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the fundamental difference. You know, in my transition, you know, from the the more traditional uh Protestant or, you know, whatever view, it was, you know, they came from original sin, you know, it was all that, it, that's the focus. It was all original sin, you know, based. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found um, what are called the more new thought um, mm-hmm. organizations like Unity and Science of Mind and stuff. Well, they come from original blessing. It's an entirely different focus incredibly totally different focus and that one shift in view you know makes all the difference in the world you know and and I was so thrilled you know to discover them because at the time you know since I'd been brought up you know within a tradition you know there was that you know I broke away and you know was on my you know just didn't need or want any organization at all, you know, for a really long time, because I couldn't, I didn't know of any place where it would feel good, you know, to be. And then I eventually found them. And it was so nice to know that there were communities out there. And I still, you know, so I went there for a while, and I, and I enjoyed it. And it's lovely knowing that it's there. But even there, I eventually, you know, was like, you know, I just don't even know that I need an organized structure at all, you know. And it, it's wonderful. It's lovely knowing that it's there if I do, you know. And there's a part of me that sometimes thinks, well, you know, maybe it would be. But I, I'm I'm so enjoying the freedom of mm. not <laughs> not being tied to any organization at all. But knowing that there are like-minded people out there, and I, I think that's just wonderful, you know. Yes. 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 Yeah. I agree with you completely. Yeah. So then we go into your your rising sign of Libra, um, which is also your moon, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. So you came in here knowing all about balance, but connected with that south node of Cancer, you were basically balancing things out for others, as you say you you fall into, and that's why you asked for this for Mother's Day. You know? right. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, um, it is. And it's like it's been a constant a constant thing for me. As as I've gotten older, I I recognize that you know, my my parents were and still are to a great degree, I think quite unhappy in a lot of ways and yeah. um I think there's there's always been that feeling of, well, I can't be happy until everybody else around me is happy. So consequently, yeah. I can't be happy, you know, because, my, you know, mm-hmm. the environment that I grew up in wasn't. Now, it wasn't everybody. I had other people around, you know, aunts and uncles, grandparents who were, you know, who were happy people, you know. So I had that reflected out there as well. But, you know, the in the the day-to-day experience wasn't that and I think it that that's what I feel like now when I finally recognized that I was like oh my gosh you know I've always been outwardly focused always trying to to make everybody else happy so I can be happy and shifting that to where you know even even discovering 
you know, what what makes me happy and coming from that place is a bit of a challenge. It, it really is, you know. Mm-hmm. And in in unfortunately, the the backlash that I'm learning to let go of is guilt in doing it, you know, because either they mm-hmm. get used to it or I was so used to it or whatever. When I don't do it, it it does it it feels weird to everybody. And of course, they don't want to give up, you know, having somebody else do everything for them or whatever. So, you know, yeah, that, that, that's a bit of a challenge. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Which is, a big one. <laughs> which is why the rising and the north node are things that you came here to, to learn and to experience. So it's not really a destination. It's a journey. So what yeah. you're coming here to learn is pretty much what you just said. How do I balance? And right now, the the big focus is on the balance with Libra. Mm-hmm. How do I balance all of this in a healthy way that makes sense? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. That's it. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So I need to, you know, I do need, I do want to take care of others. I do love, you know, helping systems create or, you know, methods of doing things. But you're also coming to realize that if you don't take care of yourself first, you have no energy for anything right. or any anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. So exploring, and, yeah. mm-hmm. so exploring yeah. how to do that is really is really what your adventure is this time. <laughs> it really is. It truly is. And you know, and it's been it's something I've been aware of for years. You know, truly years. I mean, I've you know, trying to find that balance is, I think I've always known that that, that is what it's about. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, and it, I certainly feel like I'm better at it the older I get, but um, mm-hmm. there's just, it, it is a journey. There's, you know, a lot more to learn, a lot more to, um, a lot more peace that can be gained, a lot more acceptance, you know, of myself and um, who I am that, you know, can be acquired and, um, you know, more enjoyment from the journey that I, that I can have. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the, and the good old peacekeeper of Libra. And one of the easiest ways to find out how to get this balance is to use the Jupiter, um, to take on the lifestyle of the Jupiter, which is Aries, which to me makes sense, but to other people, they may go, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, I was curious about that because I, I was I was trying to figure that out as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. if you can talk more about that, that'd be great. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> of course. Okay. Aries is, is a fire sign, and they're basically in the first person because your elements of earth, air, fire, and water will have three expressions. The first expression... And and let me just say this before I start. None of them are better than the others. It's not a more enlightened expression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the second one because we all need all of these expressions. So Aries is more personal, personal action. um, And Aries will usually have the intuition of what action to take right now. So it's okay. it's an action intuitiveness. 
You know, so a lot of times we'll get intuition um, where we have a feeling that we, we know what someone's thinking or we have something to do, but Aries will just find themselves doing something without having thought about it and then realizing afterwards, oh, wow, you know, that's that was the perfect action to take to, mm-hmm. get, mm-hmm. to get from A to Z. <laughs> right, right. Skip yeah, the rest and, of the alphabet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I I totally I totally get that. I think and for me that's where the law of attraction stuff comes in because when I find that I I'm grounded, you know, or in alignment um when I'm feeling truly that alignment, feeling that peace, feeling happy, just feeling good, you know, then my intuition um kicks in, I go with it. It doesn't matter who's in my path, who's around me or whatever. They go with it too because they have no choice because my do- my vibration is dominant, you know, mm-hmm. and things always work out, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I I am, you know, led pretty regularly to the the best path, you know, to get wherever I and even the people with me, you know, want to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it is a key. It is it is key to to truly being you know in that connected place in that alignment in that place of alignment you know before before I act you know indeed so Aries usually wants to go first they're the first sign of the zodiac they love going first you know I I'll, I'll be first in line I'll take the first action I'll the one I'm the one who's going to initiate the talk. Um, which works beautifully with the rest of yours because if you put yourself first like that and adopt that as a basic lifestyle, everything is going to then fall into place. If you have any doubts that you're being selfish or you're only thinking about you, that's relatively impossible for you Mm -hmm. given the Capricorn and the Cancer and the Libra in there, because you are already set up where your focus is, you know, making things better for other people or making things better for the world. Mm -hmm. So basically, Aries is just a trust in yourself of, you know, what does Corey want to do right now? You know, other people may be suggesting, and I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, well, how does this work with that? Bypass that and just go with what Corey wants to do right now. Does that make sense? It does. That and that is that is a real challenge. It, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it does. It makes total sense. And when you start doing it, and you understand what we just talked about, it becomes easier. And again, it's going to be one of those things that, you know, (laughs) it's going to get better as time goes on. But the beautiful part about it is it doesn't really take very long at all. Because once your psyche understands, oh, wow, this is the way to do it, then it starts latching on. It's it's not like affirmations where you're trying to talk yourself into something. Mm-hmm. This is just do it once or twice with the understanding and then everything seems to fall into place. And you go, oh, wow. And then you find 
um, other examples of how it really worked for you, you know, how it worked in the past, um, how you can do it in the future, and the things just start popping up. It's really awesome. I can give you an example of that with me to okay. maybe explain it a little bit better. Yeah, please, please. Um, my Jupiter <laughs> is in Leo. And at first I was very offended. I was offended by most of the, the archetypes in my chart. <laughs> all this fire sign. I'm supposed to be a water sign. All this rude, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. fire signs. So uh, Leo is a creator. They're also very uh, personal based. They want to create just for creation's sake. Okay. Mm -hmm. they, want to they want to lead and direct just for the fun of leading and directing. But if you really look at Leo and the lion, everything that lion does is for the pride. Okay? Mm -hmm. so, so even though they're just sitting there and looking totally regal, you know, it's, it seems selfish and personal, but it's not. So my, my Jupiter, the, the path was to adopt a queenly lifestyle. And I said, okay, well, what does that mean to me? I want to be a benevolent queen. You know, I want my kingdom to thrive on their own, not just fill my treasury. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. And Leo also likes to get out there and talk. And they're usually very animated when they talk. And before I started understanding my chart, I thought, that was a bit of an attention getting for me. You know, I thought mm -hmm. that was my inner child going, oh, just look at me because, you know, I'm showing off. But when I understood my chart, I went, that's not showing off at all. This is how, how I communicate. This is how I help my pride and my tribe. And it, oh my goodness, it took such a big weight off of it. So I, there are times when, you know, I will say, are you going a little bit over the top? Because Leo tends to do that once in a while. <laughs> make, make the production even bigger, you know? <laughs> so I do pay attention to that. But I now I have the freedom to talk and be animated and bring my ideas forth. That sounds interesting, yeah. That helps you with that. So if you have an understanding that Aries is there because it's giving you a direction, and Aries wants a cause with a capital C. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not mercenaries. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a, definitely not mercenaries. They're like the Knights Templar. They have, they have a cause, and you have a cause. Mm -hmm. You're bringing truth. You want to be a peacekeeper. You want your family to to work in a healthy way, um, and also to thrive. So that's your cause. Yeah. So any actions you take, and when you put yourself first, because you basically know what you're doing for the benefit of people, mm -hmm. even even when it's a hard decision or it's tough love. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's some, sometimes it's really necessary. I think I get stuck in that because there is, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting over a cold and I still have a little cough. Um, oh, goodness. There's a, yeah, I, I do struggle with that because there's, 
um, I get wonky with um, with it. I'll end up thinking, okay, um, I feel like this needs to be said or this this needs to be done or whatever, and then I'll I'll bring it back personally to, okay, am I just looking at this in a way that needs to change, you know? And so I'll, I won't take action or I won't say or do something because I'll end up bringing it back inside myself mm-hmm. and um, and go, okay, do I just need to be looking at this differently? You know, am I just looking at this from a flawed premise? Or, um, uh, yeah, I, I end up... Not And then, you know, a lot of times things will carry merrily on. Sometimes they do work out, you know, because I haven't said or done anything. And other times I'll end up just staying in that place of, um, it feels blaming. It feels like I'm blaming myself, you know, sometimes mm. for, um, for what's happening around me. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird dynamic that I haven't figured out. So I, I like the idea of of, of playing more with um, just going with – I'm perfectly fine being first in, in so many things. I'm, I'm the oldest in my family of six girls, and, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the normal leader in, in a great, great many things, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, within my family. And even, you know, over time – um, within, you know, whatever working environment I happen to be in or whatever. I just, I, I'm very quiet at first. Um, it takes a while, you know, before I feel comfortable in a place and, and everything. But then, you know, within, a, I don't know, it, it depends. It, you know, takes a little time. But then after a while, I kind of evolve into being the leader or the person who goes first or the, you know, um, yeah. But Which then makes, there is it. Go ahead. I was going to say that it makes absolute sense because everybody's going to see all that Capricorn. You're dependable. You're steady. You're responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can take things on and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, without causing drama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of key for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, ideally, you know, I think it is. There, there is a. Uh, yeah, I I don't particularly care for a lot of drama. I'm not a real um, confrontational kind of person. I tend to really, truly shy away from that. And, um, yeah. But so then consequently because of that, um, you know, there there are times when maybe drama is needed or confrontation is needed. And I end up kind of getting stuck in the, well, maybe this is happening because I'm looking at it wrong and I just need to, to change my viewpoint, you know, it, it, it kind of, you know, becomes a uh, almost like a Tai Chi kind of exercise of, you know, just flowing around, you know, and allowing everybody else to have their drama if that's what they want, but I'm going to go a different way, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, which talks to your MC of cancer. This is how you are in the world, how you operate in the world. Um, what is, what is MC? What, what is that? Um, it's called the Imam Coeli, and a lot of people have different takes on what that means. Some people think it means a vocation. Um, 
because it almost gets confusing with the Jupiter as adopting a lifestyle and then with your MC as your uh, public persona. So there is, there is a difference, but it's very subtle. And I always believe that subtlety is huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. One little thing. Um, so it's what you do in the world, what you bring to the world, and it's cancer. So you're very nurturing. Mm-hmm. You're very nurturing, and that's you know where your standpoint is going to come from with a blend of all this, because if you just had all that Capricorn and, you know, the the little bit of, of Libra, which is air, and then the Aries, you really don't have any uh, water in there, which would be a flow. So this kind of balances you out. This is why you ask yourself, you know, am I being nurturing? This just, it's it's how they modify each other. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like a it's like making soup. Yeah. <laughs> or stew. You know, it really depends on what ingredients you put in there as to what the final outcome is going to be. Mm. Um, so cancer is going to want to know: Am I being nurturing? And one of the great things that you can do that's really simple is, you, you know, when you're one when you're questioning yourself like that is to basically just ask yourself, what would love do? Mm. Sometimes you'll get the answer of, you know, so-and-so needs a smack in the head. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because because if, if they need that smack in the head to get attention, they need somebody courageous and caring enough to do the smacking. And and sometimes it just nothing needs to be said, and then other times somebody needs comforting. So I have found for myself just that simple question of what would love do. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple and it's very direct. Also. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that. What was that? No, I was just going to say it brings up a whole other exploration of what does love even mean? Because typically, you know, love doesn't smack, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and and that that is that kind of is uh, at the crux of you know where I'm at now as far as exploring, you know. Um, because it, it goes back to, you know, how how to nurture my own, you know, inner spark and, and who I am and my own alignment. And, um, yeah, you know, sometimes it does feel like, you know, uh, what I need or what is right or whatever feels like it, it, it might be interpreted by others as selfish or wrong or, you know, um, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, kind of finding that, getting okay with that, mm-hmm. is is a real key. Getting mm-hmm. okay with that is a real key. So what you're really, um, funny because I'm getting messages here. Where you're aiming for to make this life is somebody 
who can be relied on to act with compassion and not and be straightforward about it. Mm. Oh, I like that. Instead of what did I say? Someone who can be relied on, who acts with compassion and is straightforward about it. Mm. You know, some people try to sugarcoat things or avoid confrontations. Your personality, as you allow it to develop, will not have a fear. You'll be able to say the right thing in the face of a confrontation that will diffuse that confrontation. Mm -hmm. You just need the practice to build up your confidence that you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the, the Aries comes in, the, the personal action. of a... Correct, correct. And now can you think of anybody, whether they be fictional or real, that is like a role model for you that you would, you know, I'd like to be like that? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know off the top of my head, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are, are definitely people mm-hmm. out there, but... The reason I say that is because I always had a fascination with a certain author. His name is David Eddings, and I just loved his stories. And what I loved about his writing the most is his character development. He's mm. written many series with the same cast of characters, but they always have you know, something new is going on and it's fantasy it deals with wizards and magicians and sorceresses and one of the main characters is called Polgara um, she is very powerful as a sorceress um, she's, a, she's a couple thousand years old mm-hmm. she can dress up and attend court and just completely outdo everybody, you know, with her regal presence. Mm-hmm. And then again, you know, two minutes later, she's out in the garden, you know, gardening with her with her lettuces and her tomatoes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But with her, if something's going on and she realizes that somebody is just taking action and they haven't thought this through and it's going to be a disaster... She speaks right up, and she won't say, um, excuse me, you might want to think about this otherwise. She looks at them and says, that's not going to work, and this is why, what were you thinking? (laughs) And even again, she doesn't say, what were you thinking, to make them feel small. She wants to know, where was your mind going with this? What was your ultimate goal? Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And everybody knows, they know that she's straight up. She doesn't have a hidden agenda. If you cross her, you're going to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ask her for your, her advice, she's going to give you an honest, honest opinion. Mm-hmm. But she's always going to have the bigger picture in mind. Mm. And I always was just in love with this woman. And, you know, there are times when I get in situations where, you know, things are getting a little out of hand with the confrontations that's starting. And I think, well, you know, Polgara would do this, but I can't. I'm, you know, I don't have her 
class or style or whatever. Um, but I have found lately that, ha, I do have a class or style. <laughs> because, it is there, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing this for personal gain. You know, I am not, what is that? Not, it's not selfish. What is the other word? Self-centered. Mm-hmm. I'm not. E- I'm not egotistical. You know, you, you guys are. You're on two completely different pages, and you think you're on the same page. You know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Be quiet and listen to each other. You know, erase all the comments you just had in your head. Just listen. Mhm. Mhm. And I have found, wow, that really works. I'm aspiring to be Polgara, and it's working. So, oh, I like that. Who was that author again? David Eddings. Um, And they finally came out and admitted that his wife helps him write a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Oh, that's neat. (laughs) But even if you're even interested, I would suggest starting with the book Polgara, which it's P-O-L-G-A-R-A. Okay. It's the story of her life. Oh, yeah. it's really interesting. I uh, yeah, I that kind of resonates with me. I really I like that because right now I think even though I might have ideas or thoughts, you know, that I feel are valid or whatever should be shared, there is that a lot of hesitation mm-hmm. in doing it. Yeah, a lot of hesitation in doing it. And I think I think that book would also help you. You know, she's got so much personality, and she's so regal, and yet she's so down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, she sounds great. She is. I love her. Uh, <laughs> oh. I, she's really, really cool. So that would definitely. I got the book recently myself to revisit her. You know, what did I find so appealing? about this character because mm-hmm. if it's resonating that much with me, I have to have it in myself. Right. There's something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, you know, she devotes her life to, she devotes her life to taking care of the heirs to a kingdom. Like I said, she's a couple of thousand years old, so she's gone through many heirs. She's seen a lot of them through their lifetimes and they've all passed. So each time she gets a new child, she knows it's only going to last a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't hold back any affection from them. But she has to come to grips with this is temporary. Right. Um, which takes a lot of strong character. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that might help you a great deal. Plus, it's a very good read, at least in my opinion. It is. Oh, oh I love those kind of books. I yes. love, and I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big time reader. I've actually, <clears throat> yeah, I've always been a huge, huge reader. I actually recently have kind of cut back from it because it feels like there is a part of me that um, that recognized that rather than taking action or moving forward in, you know, things that are of value to me personally, you know, it's been easier just to escape into a novel, you know, and live vicariously through, you know, a book or whatever I've been reading. So, and that, 
Yeah. So I have cut back quite a bit, and now I'm, I, I still read, but I'm just far, far, far more selective and more um, aware, you know, of why I'm reading, mm-hmm. you know. Am I, am I trying to escape something here, or, you know, am I really, you know, enjoying this and treating myself and, you know, truly spending time with characters and people that I love, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful to build up that discernment. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I definitely. That's that's a big thing for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um and the other thing that has to do with that and a little bit of your confusion has to do with Chiron. Um and what's that? Chiron I, is an underworld asteroid. That has a very it? I've never even heard it. C H I R O N. Okay. And it, it is in the the notes that I gave you. <clears throat> oh, okay. Let me look. I think. It's a, yeah, it's at the very bottom. I think it's the last thing. Okay. After how to work with Mercury retrograde. Um. I did send that part to you, didn't I? <laughs> I may have I've got it all my I've got all my papers kind of spread out here. Let me see what right, I've got. Right. I've got the MC, and then it goes the moon cycle. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. That's weird. Ah, uh-huh. I might have not gotten it to you. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll I wonder if I, or if I, because, you know, there were several things that came, but I thought I had printed out everything. I wonder if I just missed something. Yeah, if you don't mind sending it to me again, that would be great. Of course. What Chiron does, they're an underworld, so that means that they're going to be working with our shadow signs. Okay. Because um, there's the physical world, which is Jupiter, and then we have the the more um, spiritual planets that help us. Uh, Chiron is, is pretty strong in helping us clear old things that seem to keep revisiting us. You know, oh, okay. I, thought I, I thought I cleared this. I thought I got rid of this issue. Why is it coming back? We've had a lot of discussions on that on GVU, and a lot of people say, "Well, it has to do with a different level. You're looking at it now from a different, from a different aspect, which is all mm-hmm. fine and good. But still, why does this particular thing keep coming back? You know, yeah. I've cleared, I've cleared other things, and they don't come back. Chiron will will light these up, and it usually is about the same type of issue." And it's the third time when we look at the house placement. And it's it'll come, it'll make cycles throughout your life. And that would go into a really detailed, you know, <laughs> where is this in her chart? How am I going to find it? Where is Chiron now? Uh-huh. So if you look, if you look at the house placement, it gives you a clue as to what's going to keep revisiting you. And it's in the house of Virgo. And Virgo is a priest or priestess archetype. Oh, huh. And so this is what is revisiting me over and over. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk a little bit more about that, and you can tell me if it resonates. Okay. Um, a priest or priestess archetype is basically very fascinated with patterns, the natural patterns of nature or of the planets 
or uh, you know when do I plant and sow, uh, the, the times of the season, even plant or even patterns of the opposite sex. You know what makes men tick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the priestess will act like the farmer's almanac. I have all these patterns, you know, and together, and I've studied them, I understand how they work, and now I'm going to bring it to the general public so that they can understand it. That's cool. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So if things keep coming up and revisiting you, such as healing that inner priestess, wondering if, you know, you really do have the the knowledge to mm-hmm. bring these things to people, um, your your own life details. You know, what's the pattern of your own life? Is this working? Why does this seem out of sync? Any kind of sacred work or health and exercise? Mm-hmm. Uh, loose ends. Anything that really has to do with a pattern as its theme. Yeah, oh yeah, I've got several patterns. <laughs> yeah (laughs) so if that seems to be the kind of theme of things that keep coming back to you to get cleared or worked with or you know reframed does does that resonate does that sound about right yeah there definitely are, are some parts of my life that that keep coming back um that uh yeah or that things that I've wanted to get handled for a very long time that just haven't gotten handled you know Mhm and and Chiron is here to help us through that um when we get out of, out of balance with that Chiron will show up and go Ahem, we need to take care of this now we need you know we need to help <laughs> help you get through this uh-huh. now and if you don't take the time to pay attention and work through it, it's going to be a little bit more insistent and a little bit more drastic when it comes back to revisit. Mm. Oh, that's and, interesting. Mm-hmm. There is a belief that Chiron was your own personal choice before you came here to not only clear for yourself, but for everyone else, past, present, future. Huh. Which is why it would it's keep... It's kind of like the holographic, you know, expression of the universe. You know, if if this one little... If somebody handles it somewhere, it, it the ripple effect, you know... Yes. Takes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Huh. So it's not that you didn't do it correctly. It's not that there's other layers. It's just that you're in there. This is one of the the side jobs that you took on before you came here. Mm. You know, I'll help out with that. And sometimes it may come up because you do need to clear it at another level, and sometimes it may come up because, you know, there's a group on the other side of the planet that really needs your help. can never tell. Huh. I'll have to think about that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, of course, the things that, that, that feel like I haven't handled in my personal life, they feel very personal, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I don't think I've ever thought about any of them in a more global way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and that's that's the mystery of it, though, is you don't really know. <laughs> right. Right. And they may not be in a more global way, but I don't know. I feel like they are, you know, some of them are like I have um, um, weight issues. You know, I would love to to lose weight. I didn't I was not always overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, I was um, very slender, very active, you know, all the way up into my, you know, 20s and then things got crazier, but, you know, I I came from a family that, you know, like the standard greeting was, you know, or at least I always joked it, that it was, and um, to some degree it is still that, you know, that the standard greeting was, oh, you look like you've lost weight, you know, or it, it's just so prevalent within my family that people are overweight or struggling with their weight. It's part of the identity, you know, oh. of, of the family in a lot of ways. Aha. Uh-huh. And um, and eventually, you know, and I uh, freaked out about it, you know, when I was younger. And even when I was very slender, very healthy, very athletic, um, totally freaked out about the fact that, you know, this could happen to me. And then, of course, because I resisted it, it did, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for years I... I was involved in health and fitness. I even, you know, was a fitness director at a spa, you know, for a few years. And, uh, you know, but I think it eventually, you know, I just simply, rather than working with and nurturing and loving my body, I beat it to a pulp, you know. And now, mm-hmm. and now I've, I feel like I'm dealing with the repercussions of that, you know. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So, I mean, it is a very personal kind of experience, you know, that I'm having. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of issues of, you know, just, you know, not feeling good about yourself or, you know, relying on your – there's so many layers to it, just so many layers to it. But it's also global in that it's such a common thing. You know, it's such a common thing for people to have um, – you know, these convoluted relationships with their body and and all of that. It, it just, it has always felt to me like there's so much more going on. You know, there is just so much more going on. Most of it, you know, what, whatever, you know, it's happening to you personally. You know, it is a very personal thing. Your own particular issues are, are caught up in it. But it also does feel like there is, there's a global thing happening, you know, with how we're treating our bodies and how we're nurturing ourselves. You know, it's it's a mm-hmm. it's both sides. It's you know two things going on there. Definitely, and and Chiron turns that if you work with Chiron and understand, you know, this is <laughs> it's trying to help me. It becomes yeah. the medi- it becomes your own personal medicine that you carry. So my question for you is. With the with the art that you want to do, um, and perhaps a vocation that you're looking at, does it have anything to do with you know caring for your body? 
You know, it doesn't per se, but it, in in the long run, yes. I mean, I I have found um, there there are pieces of art or paintings that I look at. Um, that inspire that feeling of just happiness. You know, you just feel good looking at them. And um, sometimes it has to do with the colors used. Sometimes it could be the subject matter. Most frequently for me it has to do with landscapes. I feel really, um, I feel personally good when I'm in nature, you know. And I'm not necessarily a huge nature girl. I'm not out there, you know, hiking and you know, in it all the time. I'm I'm not. But they're, you know, just visually, like I can be, you know, when we go on a drive, you know, for instance, when we're, you know, taking a trip and, you know, visiting relatives or just taking a family vacation or whatever, I can just sit in the car and, you know, my husband's driving and I'll be just mesmerized by the landscape that's passing by. I love skies. I love looking at vistas and, you know, there's just so much incredible beauty. And it's so peaceful, it's so nurturing, and it's that kind of thing that I would like to capture, I think, in my artwork, whether it's through the use of color or the the subject matter that I'm painting or whatever, but I, I want to inspire that feeling of all is good, you know, all is right, you know, sense of connection. And I because I think on a on a larger scale, you know, when you, when you have that feeling, you know, everything else flows, you know, if you can connect to that feeling, you know, so that really kind of is the underpinning of, of what I would like my work to be, you know, and, and because artwork is so personal, just like music or, you know, movies or any other art form, you know, everybody has their own different tastes. You know, it's not necessarily going to be that everybody, you know, is inspired by looking at my artwork. But, it, you know, they they might have something else that inspires that feeling of connection or, you know, beauty or, you know, just peace or, or goodness or happiness or, you know, whatever. But that it's I want to tap into that, you know, I'd like to tap into that and be able to for my artwork to provide that kind of touchstone. You know, I, I would personally love it if a person purchased my artwork, not because it, it just happened to go beautifully match color-wise with the couch in their room, although that would be wonderful too, you know, but more so that when they look at it, they just feel good, you know. That truly is, is more of what I would be, what I would love to inspire. Mm-hmm. And I'm quiet because I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what you just told me is such a beautiful blend of everything that we've just talked about. Yeah, I, I know. It is, right? You know, that's it really feels like that's that's where I'm headed, you know, that that's, that's my calling. And it'll, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm really at the earlier stages. It's, I had, I have a degree in fine art, but I haven't truly painted for years. So I feel like I'm, I'm relearning and revisiting and, you know, um, just kind of like tuning up my skills at this point, but it feels like it's there. It feels like I'm so on the right path that, you know, I finally do kind of have a vision, you know, for what I want to do. And, and it feels good. It feels, it feels not, 
I think for a long time it didn't feel worthy. It didn't feel valid. It didn't feel enough. And now it does. I mean, there's even, there's, um, but I had never put it to words in the, in the way that I, I now am, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and in recent years, um, there's even studies out there. It's, it's so, um, it, it can be such a healing tool, you know, they, they, you know, have found that, you know, people who look at art, you know, it affects them, you know, it'll, it'll reduce cortisol levels. It reduces, you know, that stress. And, you know, that's why they have it in hospitals and stuff. I mean, it's valid. It may not be in the mainstream as far as um, seen as a real important thing, but that's okay. I mean, I, I know personally, and that I think ultimately is my cause, you know, that is my cause, you know, Mm-hmm. To maybe bring it more to bring it more into the mainstream, you know, and not that my artwork is the only artwork that can do this, but that it is there, it is valid, it is it is good, it is needed, just like you know, beautiful music can do that for people, or you know, yes, so many other things, you know, artwork can too. Yes, and people like Astaria Venus or Mark Romero. Who yeah, intend, yeah. Intend, yeah, yeah, um, it's actually healing music now, and they're starting to right. do it for pet pets, which yeah, I was like, well, took you long enough, but uh, <laughs> <gasps> so yes, yeah. yes, to, to get on that and make art is, mm. and even with the fe- the focus of bringing a connection with their their physical body and, and their yeah, higher because self. really, I mean, even, you know, the weight has always felt separate, you know, from my artwork, you know, I've not, I've not particularly used it to heal, you know, weight related issues, but, um, but it, it is, it, it's all connected, you know, anything that helps you feel in alignment or connect, you know, to that, to source energy or whatever, you know, um, can only affect for good, you know, the other issues in your life that you might be dealing with as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It is. It is. It's really fun talking about it, too, because I haven't articulated it to, well, to really anybody yet. You know, I mean, it's it's been a... a, a a study in, in myself in, mm-hmm. you know, a search for, you know, what would, you know, my job right now pays the bills and I'm grateful for it. And there's a, a great many things about it that I have appreciation for, but it's not, it's not a calling, you know, it's not um, what I aspire to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, but finding that has been like a lifelong quest you know, and it's so wonderful to finally feel like, okay, I think I, I have, you know, made a decision for one thing, which is huge, you know, because I think I've, you know, that part of me that, you know, explores has spent my entire life looking for the one thing or the right thing or whatever. And I, you know, if, it, it took a long time to come to grips with. I don't think there is a, a one thing, a right thing. But that was the way, you know, that was the way my brain was working. You know, I couldn't make a decision because there were too many choices, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I finally began to kind of let go of that and, and look more at, you know, well, what do I enjoy? And anyway, it's it's been a journey. But it's it's a really cool feeling now to be in a place where, you know, no matter what happens with it, it feels really good. You know, it just feels really good. Mm-hmm. And you articulated it beautifully. It just came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, it, it feels you. right. It feels right. <laughs> it does. And um, I have to say I did the same thing. You know, I've been a member of a network meeting with a lot of spiritual women, very supportive and collaborative. Um, but for over a year on our meetings, you know, you stand up and introduce yourself and, and say what you do. <laughs> Every month it would be different and I would be sitting there waiting my turn and writing things down you know what do I do what do I say how do I how do I come across and it it was just after I had learned how these archetypes were working with uh-huh. me and for me and how I could work with them uh-huh. and I I wasn't scribbling anything down I was talking to somebody at the table and it came my turn and I just just like you just did now. I stood up in it, bleh, you know, it all came out. And before I left that particular meeting, I had two invitations. And they weren't light invitations. Both women mm-hmm. said to me, no, I'm serious about this. You know, I am emailing you. I, I want to call you today. When's a good time? That's cool. It was just totally amazing. And both of yeah. those... Both of those women, I have now started a collaborative ef- effort with them, you know, going along the lines of of what I really want to do because uh-huh. I was able to speak to it. But even uh-huh. doing these charts more and even now just talking with you and and helping you see how these things work with you and for you, I was able to even distill it even more. Oh, Awesome. So before I was saying, and my name is Annette Peterson, and I'm all about animals. You know, I help people learn how to communicate with their own animals. You know, and I raise awareness that animals are sentient and very powerful and important beings. But now, what I'm thinking, what I really do, because the animal thing is not the only thing I do. I'm doing the charts with you and I talk about mm-hmm. other things. What mm-hmm. I really do is help to open hearts. Mm. Oh, that's so much yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So I can do that, you know, whether I'm I'm doing the shamanic astrology on mm-hmm. a chart or whether I'm facilitating an animal communication workshop or I'm helping to open hearts. Yeah. Um, I like that. So thank you. For, oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad to have been a part of that. The, That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to let you know that also because I have been working with this type of astrology since November. And even now, it's still, it it's ongoing. It's not mm-hmm. just you have the information and it stops there. It doesn't. It's organic if you, yeah. if you let it be. Um, Can you recommend, I mean, as I said, this truly is is uncharted, you know, brand new territory for me. I think I would have a lot of fun, you know, exploring it more personally, you know. 
Is there a book or anything that you can recommend as far as, you know, helping me to delve more deeply into, you know, what these, you know, houses and signs and, you know, planets and everything, you know, I, I really do like this style. I really, you know, it just makes a lot of sense to me. And and of course you want to do that on your own. That makes perfect sense to me because this is still this is still my interpretation of of your chart. I can help right. you, but you of course you want to learn more so that you can make it your own. There is a book um, by the founders of shamanic astrology, which is kind of odd because. The, the astrology that they've quote unquote created just goes back to the original. You know, what did astrology originally start out as? So it's thousands of years old. Um, but they have, of course, their own take on it. In order for me to call myself a shamanic astrologer, I actually have to be certified through them, and they're kind of pretty. But. <laughs> <laughs> What they do have that will help you, because this is I'm working from their material, is called the Shamanic Astrology Handbook. And I believe you can find it on Amazon. And I'll send you that information too so that you can get by Kaylin Castell and David Giammario. Who again? Okay. K, it's C A Y E L I N. Her last name is C A S T E L L. Okay. And that's basically all you should need from that. Okay, cool. Um, I think they have a Kindle edition. Do you have a Kindle? I have Kindle app on my phone, yeah. Okay, good. Because yeah. I know that the physical handbook is a bit pricey. I think they're asking like fifty dollars for it. But the oh wow, yeah, the Kindle edition um, is much more affordable. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, this. I I just really. I'm I'm probably. I'd love to know. You know how to move forward with this with you as well because you're definitely. <laughs> You know, even even if I read a book, I know I'm going to go. Okay, this doesn't make sense. I need to talk to Annette. <laughs> how do I how do I do that? Um, so yeah, how how do people? Uh, I mean, connect with you going forward, or if you've got additional questions, or you can definitely uh, sign or send me an email, and we'll set something up um, because this is something that I'm exploring also. Okay. And I'm going over pricing in my head and I don't know how that quite works, but yeah, I've I've done quite a few readings and there are quite a few people who have said, oh, "I have additional questions." And I'm like, "Oh, just give me a call." Yeah. <laughs> so I think until I think until I feel really confident in saying, "Well, you know, this is this is the original package and then any additionals are add-ons." I'm not going to do that right now. It doesn't feel comfortable to me. Um, so, yeah, just shoot me an email. We can get back on the phone again or we can. Okay, you know, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the Chiron, which is helping to clear the old issues, how 
you're saying that just if if you've got old issues that are continuing to come up, it's just that most likely. Mhm. And there's a there is kind of a cyclical pattern, but it's real personal. Right. It's not Oops. it's not like like you were saying with Mercury retrograde, which I don't really know what that means either. But um like that is something that's more charted, right? That at least, you yeah. know, anytime I see people kind of referring to that, they're saying, "Oh yeah, this is, you know, Mercury retrograde is happening again or whatever." And mm-hmm. um so that sounds like it's more you know, they know when it's coming kind of thing. Right. Is that correct? Like, well, or no? the whole- like the whole world knows when Mercury is going to go retrograde. Exactly. When Chiron comes around for you, it is going to be personal because okay. it, it it depends on your chart. And I really don't know how to plot that at this point in time. Oh, the uh, paperback is on sale for twelve oh nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the Kindle is is ten dollars basically. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what so, is Mercury retrograde? I do hear people say that a lot, and I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. Okay, so Mercury is the planet of communication. So when it appears to go retrograde... Which and it means... Does, well, what does retrograde even mean? Uh, retrograde means it's going backwards. Oh, but it's not actually going backwards. It just appears to go backwards because we're spinning in one way and we're revolving and it's spinning uh-huh. another way and revolving. And uh-huh. the way our, our patterns line up, it appears to either stand still or go backwards in the sky. Mm. Okay. And since it's communication, what Mercury retrograde is really asking us to do is anything with an RE on it. Review, reflect, renew, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, things like So you're usually going to sit down and uh, kind of review what your thoughts and beliefs are about where Mercury is in retrograde. And I did send that to you, I just sent the bonus. It is in there. Uh, right now, Mercury is in retrograde until what? June something or other. When did that start? It started May 18th, and it's going until June 11th. How interesting is that? Mm-hmm. So it's retrograde in Gemini. Gemini is the cosmic jokester. I have a lot of Gemini in it. Eternally youthful. Um, always full of ideas, new ideas. And if it's not fun, oh, get me away from it. Um, <laughs> this is my idea. <laughs> I will do anything and everything, including just sitting there staring off into space before I do something that's not fun. Um <laughs> My parents, my parents, one time, they learned very quickly. It was one of those things, I was a child, before I was eight years old, I know that, and I wasn't eating the dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how, and how some parents can say, well, you're going to sit there until you finish dinner? Right, right. It was like two hours, it was two hours later when they came back into the kitchen and I had fallen asleep in my chair and had not <laughs> touched my dinner. So I didn't complain. 
and I didn't do what they told me to do because to me it wasn't fun. Ain't doing it. No. <laughs> so <laughs> they 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 never ever said that to me again. <laughs> clean clean your plate or children are starving and right, right. What has that got to do with my dinner? I, nothing. Exactly. Are you gonna oh. ship it over there to the what? You know, yeah. Really by that time it's gonna be so, um, so from now until um, June 11th, um, can examine and clear your thoughts and beliefs about magic rules and regulations, because Gemini doesn't work with rules and regulations. They're, they believe they're outside the law, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and not. Not to the point where I'm going to commit a crime because the law doesn't apply to me. It's basically, I can so go through this wall. There has to be a way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talking about the laws of physics. That, no. Um, so, so, yeah, and just ex- examining your thoughts and beliefs about those things. Or they may ca- come up for you. Mm. No, you, you may suddenly find yourself in a conversation where, you know, people are are really bringing these points up. And a lot of people say, oh, when you're in Mercury retrograde, don't sign any contracts, don't make any big decisions. Well, that would be true if it was like Mercury retrograde in... uh, Cancer, or not cancer, Capricorn, or anything to do with a business type sign. Hmm. Yeah. Because so, of why? Uh, because it, I would say Capricorn, because Capricorn is more involved with high administration. Um, they're not going to be middle management. They're going to be higher management. So that would involve um, things like paperwork, (laughs) contracts, um, Mm -hmm. and also Libra, because Libra is a lot about the law, finding balance in the law. Hmm. I guess that's where, you know, I guess that's where my brain kind of locks up when it comes to astrology, because I'm like, okay, but if life is happening and if you... Mm-hmm. are, you know, going to, I mean, if it's scheduled, it's already there, you know, the company you work for is doing this, and it just happens to fall at that time, and mm-hmm. yet, you know, you're hearing over here to, well, it's not really good to do that. You know, that's, I think that's where I get kind of kinky with it, you know, it's like, mm. you know, yeah. so does, how that have, be- does that truly have to apply because I would think law of, law of attraction tells me no, you know, that it's more about my intention and, you know, I love what Abraham says about, you know, one person in alignment is more powerful than a million who are not, you know, and and I think that's that's where I get off. That's and I I I understand what you're saying. You know, the whole world can't go through the same experience, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Right. And and just to be aware of it, and if other people are saying, oh, don't sign the contract because we're in Mercury retrograde, 
then you can do a whole lot of things. You can set your attention that it's going to work. You can set an attention that if there were any potential issues, that it comes to light before the contract is signed. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because, like I said, Mercury is all about communication. So the umbrella, um, the umbrella focus is communication. Are you? Did you clearly state this? Hmm. Mm, okay. Mhm. Well, yeah, and then it just gets a little bit more refined as to, you know, what sign Mercury's in retrograde on. And I, I will say that my, my one computer, is very sensitive to Mercury retrograde. Emails get lost. You know, somebody sent me an email yesterday. It doesn't show up until today. I'm like, ah. seriously, you know, this was like time sensitive stuff. Um, we lose files. My my one employer and I, we put the files on Dropbox and no one can find them. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. But we understand that's what's happening and we go, oh, okay, it's probably Mercury retrograde. I don't want to blame Mercury retrograde, but it's uh-huh. like these things, you know, can it's possible that they can happen you know, right, during right, right. this period of time uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and not, not to get mad, not to, to frantic about it. And then just to kind of roll and go with it. You know? So now we're at the point where we laugh, you know, yeah, where's, the, yeah. where's the file? Well, I, you know, I put it up there yesterday. Well, I can't find it. Well, you know, you're, you're all about natural rhythms, you know. Or do we have a Mercury <laughs> And she'll come back and she'll laugh. And she'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. But sometimes the moment we say that and go back to look for the file, it's there. There it is. It's like, okay. <laughs> you can say, so I'm not blaming you. I'm not making you the bad guy, Mercury. But, you know, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, and there's I don't know how many times, quite a few times, where we've started a webinar. You know, she's got like over a hundred people signed up for this webinar, and it'll be during a Mercury retrograde, and we have to start three or four times. Oh my goodness! And instead of getting all flustered and thinking, "Oh my God, I have a hundred people on the line waiting for me," you know, and everything's all messed up, and this is I can't get this right. Instead of panicking, she'll just tell everybody, it's Mercury retrograde, we're going to start again. You all stay on the line, I'm leaving, I'll come back, you know, in as long as it takes me to dial back in, we'll just hang out for a while. So she takes all the the pressure off. Right, right. Sometimes it works a second time, sometimes we have to start a third time, but it does, (laughs) it it gets done. Yeah, yeah. And nobody has kittens over it, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that's what funneled Mercury does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and also in that bonus, I put um, working with the Moon for your Venus and your rising sign, which dates that there will be a full and a new Moon in. Uh, Capricorn and Libra for the rest of the year. 
So. And suggestions on what to do with that. Uh, oh. Capricorn will be a full moon uh, July 1st. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's fun. So what does that mean? Um, suggestions are to, and this is in writing, it should be in your inbox now, is to use that time uh, just to sit with the moon, to soak up some nurturing energy, and think about what you want to do to take care of your home and family. Mm. Send appreciation to those who nurture you and clarify more ways for your business to contribute to the good of the earth. Okay. And then Libra is a new moon on October 12th. And that's a good time. The new moons are usually when you set your intentions and the full moon is more of a harvest. Oh, Okay. And it doesn't mean it's only, it doesn't mean you're going to harvest what you intended uh, the month ahead. It could be what you intended a year ago. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not, okay. it's not, a, it's not a linear sowing and harvesting or right. planting and harvesting. Um, so for the Libra new moon, Again, show time and appreciation for friends, family, and those you work with. Balance your time for rest with activities. And take time for your relationships with yourself and your connection yeah. to spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. So much to think about. <clears throat> Yes. so much to just gel with, you know? This is really Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, North Node, I'm looking, <coughs> excuse me, I'm looking over the the things I do have in front of me here. Um, tenth House Capricorn, this is my new specialty. So it's, again, it's just more about, everything is about Capricorn. <laughs> Everything is about Capricorn and the different, um, it doesn't mean Capricorn as in just one blob. It means aspects of Capricorn. So you know what I found really interesting when I when I first read about this and I was reading about Capricorn because I, I hadn't really wasn't familiar with Capricorn or traits or anything like that. The thing that I think stood out to me most was the word responsible. Mm-hmm. Responsible, mm-hmm. responsibility, responsibly doing this or, what, or whatever. And that's a, that's a loaded word, I think. Mm. Uh, that, I think it was that that, you know, really and truly kind of stuck out at me that I kind of want to get some more clarity on. I don't... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that is interesting. What does responsible? I think Why? because I think because of how I felt growing up, and mm. how I still am in the world to some degree today, was mm-hmm. I I did feel 
responsible, which I think happens to kids all the time. You know, they take responsibility for how their parents are being, you know, or they blame themselves for how their parents are being or whatever. And it's that kind of feeling, I think, of that somehow, you know, I'm at the root cause of this or somehow it's my um, interaction or whatever that's causing this or somehow it's my responsibility to fix you know, mm-hmm. what's happening around me. And, you know, in large part, I mean, in real large part, um, I've been rebelling against that in a big, big way. And um, at least internally, you know, mm-hmm. um, there there is a part of me that, you know, wants to be responsible, that wants to um, see my family happy and, you know, wants to, you know, play a part of that. But then it's that it's the responsibility, that word, there's something about that word or that feeling um, that I'm, I'm really rebelling against or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It was, it's the assigned responsibility, not the chosen responsibility that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is it. That is it. And it, you know, it's, it, it comes, you know, it feels like a societal thing in many ways. So I'm rebelling against that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it though, clearly is just how I interpreted it. So it's my, it's my own take on it. That's caused a lot of the, you know, stress or frustration or angst or, you know, or whatever I'm feeling. It's, um, and that, I think that really, again, it comes back to, okay, I'm looking at this somehow in a way that's, that's not serving me, you know, and how, how can I change that view? Mm-hmm. And in reality, you are looking at it, well, your reaction isn't serving you. Well, that's yeah. not true. Either. Uh, it's all serving you because it's all saying, hello. <laughs> can yeah. we? Yeah, there's something going we, on here. <laughs> we have a conversation about this, please, because I don't get it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and I, all I can hear in my own head is, you know, somebody standing there shaking their finger. Who is responsible for this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, um, mm. oh, I can understand the angst about that yeah yeah so you can either do like um byron katie's work around it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is really simple and to me i'm getting the feeling that that one's that one's pretty easy for you the byron katie work not the byron katie work but just to clear um any triggers around the word responsible the word yeah yeah because Capricorn is not about that. That's that's heavy and and it's not even true. I think that's really I'm that's really I'm glad to hear you say that because I think that's when I when I read this all at first I was like ugh it just felt mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it felt so heavy you know. And it felt like everything I've been pushing against, and yet here it is everywhere, everywhere, you know. Yes, I have Capricorn in mind, too, as a, where is it? Is it, Capricorn is my MC, I believe? And I felt the same way. I was like, oh, dear God, it makes me sound like an analyst or something, you know. 
just yeah. so dry and bleh. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm like, how does this, th- I mean, I'm an artist. Come on, how does this work? You know, how does this fit? And, you know, th- I can see it in myself, you know, clearly mm-hmm. I can see, you know, evidence of, you know, some of the things I read about it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, that word, you know, the word responsibility or whatever, or what it means or how it feels around me, the aura that I'm carrying in myself with it, you know, right, right, does not and what, feel good. right. And what really struck out for me that made me feel good about Capricorn is um, the wise ones, okay, the council of grandmothers, uh, the tribal elders. I was like, that one I can go with. Yeah, I can ride with that. I can definitely roll that way. I can roll that way. And then it talked about systems, and I was like, there we go with the analyst again. But I realized and I said this at the top of the call, that uh, whenever I would go to a new job or be in a new situation, my mind was always on, how can we make this better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when, even at a potluck, when everybody brings their dishes in, you know, and they set them down, I'm the one who rearranges them, you know? <laughs> we want uh-huh. our desserts all over here, and we want our salads all over here, and... Well, you know, why is the plate at the end of the line? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm always looking for that system, but it's also a flow, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not being anal about this. I finally let myself not be anal about it. No, I'm helping, you know, I'm helping right. with the flow. Right. This is um, making things better. Yeah. And then it gets to the point of you realize that people are going to come in because they do this now. You know, they'll get to that potluck that I've been going to for two years now, and they'll, I don't even live there, for heaven's sake. <laughs> the people would say, well, where, do you, where do you, Annette, want me to put this? <laughs> so now I've become the wise one about uh-huh. where, <laughs> where does the food go? Um, <laughs> so, and I don't take that with a with a serious mindset. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I don't put my hands on my hips and go, uh, no, that has to go there. This has to go there. Right. Right. I'll take it on. Oh, cool. You asked me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we put it over there? Because, you know, it'll, and at the same time, then I'm teaching also, which is another thing that Capricorn does. I'm going to suggest that you put it over here because mm-hmm. now, now we have a flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've I've started to play with that. And then I was able to accept Capricorn, and then I was able to embrace Capricorn. Yeah. Instead of yeah, thinking, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm not, or, you know, the stuffy old... <laughs> Right, right. Uh-huh. Stuff shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there are a great many, like, you know, the teaching and, you know, yeah. There's a lot about it that, you know, in the little blurb that, you know, the page you've got that kind of just gives a brief outline of each of the the signs, you know, there's there's definitely things in there that I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely see myself in that. I do that or, you know, whatever. And uh, I, think, I think what – what this is showing me in our discussion right now is helping to clarify is that I just have a charge on the word responsibility. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. a big charge on that. I really, really do. And, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be interesting to kind of play with and let go or find out what's going on there. Yeah. And, and I think I'm saying that I believe that it will be easy for you because I don't think it's going to take searching or hunting. I think that, you know, just this conversation will give you ideas on how to turn that around for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it may take a little time. It may be just, you know, really quick, but it's not going to be one of those dreadful things that you can't track down and you need to hire a coach for. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. And that should give you more lightness of being, too. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Definitely. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Woohoo! Oh. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Wonderful. It's been very good oh. for me, too. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm going to have fun exploring this more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Cool. And I'll send you all of those links and the stuff about the diatomaceous earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Mm All right. And the recording link, of course. Oh, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, really, thank you so much for this. This has been really, really cool. I found, I, I truly did. When I first opened it up and I saw everything, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's so much here. And some of it is so strange. Just things I never, ever would have expected. I'm like, oh. And, but, it, you know, when I, I kind of read over it, you know, several times, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I am so interested to find out more about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I apologize for the initial, I know I was a day late, but my one boss had decided she was going to launch a program in a few days and I was trying to get the classroom put up. And then, as you saw with the materials, it's not just, you know, oh, well, this is that and that is this. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's way more going on. <laughs> yeah, I know it was it was actually it was just fine. I you know, I had just um you know, it gotten concerned because I was like, Okay, am I on the same page with you? Or, you know, I just wanted to make sure everything was okay and I was just concerned that, you know, you were okay and you know. Um so yeah. no, I I haven't had a problem at all about taking time because I really wanted time to devote, you know, to it and really to enjoy our call together. So when it, you know, when I've, uh, you know, made the arrangements to have this weekend free, I was like, okay, that's it. That's the time. That's when I'll have as much time to enjoy and explore this as I really want. You know, it's all good. So, yeah. It's been mm-hmm. good. Excellent. Excellent. I'm yeah. very glad because I love bringing this. It's, it's fascinating for me also when I learn as I go. Well, and I'm excited about that because it'll never be boring. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a very good thing indeed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, I'm going to wish you, how many more days have to yourself? 
Um, they're coming back tomorrow late afternoon, probably. So I've got the rest of today and tomorrow. So all, okay. it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. You'll have a time to paint and have fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So have a wonderful weekend, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you too. You have a great weekend, and again, just thanks a bunch. I really have appreciated it. You are more than welcome. (laughs) All right, Corey, I'm going to sign off. Okay, that sounds good. All right, you take care. You too. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.